Welcome to the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. My name is Lauren Fulton. I'm a full-time teacher author and seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I help other teacher entrepreneurs grow their TPT businesses in a way that's purposeful and sustainable. So if you're looking for actionable step-by-step ways to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's get started. I remember the very first feedback that I got on one of my partner pack activities. This product line was like a turning point in my business where I had really started to take my business more seriously. And I knew that I wanted to leave the classroom within a year. And so I was rolling out a very strategic product line that I had put a lot of time, effort, energy, and research into. And the very first feedback that I got on that product line was, I think this is too expensive for what you get. And it just kind of made my stomach drop. Well, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how to deal with negative feedback, negative customers, and unrealistic buyer requests. So let's dive in and let's just go ahead and get started and let's just get a couple of things out of the way. Sometimes negative feedback is incredibly valid. For example, I try really, really hard to make sure that all of my resources go out complete and error-free. But I'm going to tell you, it does not always happen. Even though I hire people to check my resources, they still don't always come back error-free. Or I have even had times where I have paid people to check my keys, check and make sure there were no errors, and then I uploaded the wrong version anyway. Like, I'm a human being. I make mistakes. My products are not always going to be perfect, even if I try and I put measures in place to really try to ensure that my customer is going to have the best experience possible with my resource. It doesn't always happen because I'm human. And chances are it's not always going to happen for you either. And so I want to put it out there. If for some reason you did mess up, number one, don't beat yourself up for it. Number two, remember that your buyer spent hard-earned money on that product. And you want to do your best to make that up to them. And the first way that you can make it up to them if you've made a mistake and it is truly your fault and the buyer is justified in leaving you a poor review or leaving you negative feedback, then one of the first ways that you can try to make it up to them is to just correct it as quickly as you can. I like to have those things corrected immediately if I can, but at least within 12 to 24 hours. So this is something that if a buyer has purchased a resource from me, and in fact, this happened to me just last week, somehow or another, a PDF file got uploaded and several pages were missing from the file. I cannot figure out how it happened, but it's certainly something that I want to fix right away. And so in that case, I stopped everything that I was doing. I went and checked on their file and I immediately uploaded that for the buyer so that they could have the product that they paid for. And if it's at all possible, then I recommend that that's what you do as well. You stop whatever you're doing and you immediately help that customer get the product that they paid for. The second thing that I recommend doing, and this is something I've been doing for a long time and it has really paid off for me, I believe, is that if a customer has a valid complaint about my resource, meaning that it doesn't include something I advertised or there is a mistake that is vital to the product working properly, okay? And by mistake, I don't mean a small spelling error. I don't mean that there's some font that's a little bit askew that doesn't affect 
um, the way the product works and the product is still usable inside of the classroom. If it's those things, then I just try to fix it and let them know that it's fixed. But if the product cannot be used as advertised because of an error or something is missing, then as soon as that is corrected, I respond to either their feedback or their Q&A and I let them know, number one, it's corrected and here's how you can access the corrected version. Number two, I'm sorry. And number three, I would like to make it up to you by sending you a free resource from my store. If you send me an email and I put my email address there, then I will get that out to you, okay? And what I found over the years of doing that is number one, it allows me to end on a really positive note with that customer. When I do this, a lot of times that customer never reaches out to me to get that free product. Maybe they don't want it. Maybe they don't see it. Maybe they just need that resource immediately. They download it and they think that they're going to come back and send me an email and they never do. But I don't always get an email about that free product. But when I do, they're usually really excited and it allows me to turn a negative situation into a completely positive situation because while they were inconvenienced initially, they now have twice what they paid for. I try to do that for a couple of reasons. First, as I just mentioned, because it allows me to end on a positive note with my buyer. And the second reason is I want them to feel completely comfortable buying my resources again. I don't want my buyer to walk away thinking like, okay, I got my product, but I'm never buying from her again because I can't rely on her resources. Because in a pinch, there might be an error there. I don't really want them walking away thinking that. I want them to know that if they purchase a product from me and something is wrong with that product, then I am going to do my best to not only make it right, but to make it better. Okay. Now, if I can tell the buyer is really not happy, then one of the things that I will do, especially if they've left a review, one of the things that I will do is I will let them know that they are free to reach out to TPT and request a refund. Or I have even reached out to TPT on their behalf before and said, this buyer purchased a product from me. Here's the order ID number. If you would please issue them a refund, I would really appreciate it. And what TPT will do is they will actually reach out to the buyer and they'll say, hey, the seller has offered you a refund. Would you like to have that refund? And they can decide whether or not they would like to get their money back on that product. And so I found that that's just a goodwill gesture sometimes, especially when the buyer hasn't left me a Q&A. They've just left me a negative review and I don't have any way to contact them. And they left me a really negative review and I would like for that review to be removed. You know what I mean? And so I like to do that for the buyer if I know that they're really unhappy with their purchase because I would want the same thing done for me. Because it's really important to me as a consumer that if I purchase a product and it is not as advertised or it's defective, that I am able to get my money back quickly and easily. And so if I know a buyer has already had a negative experience with my product and there's really no way for me to make it better for them to undo that negative experience, especially if they comment with something like, I tried to use this in class today and it didn't work. The students were frustrated, right? A lot of times as teachers, we can't go back and just start a lesson all over again. We have to just move forward and it puts us in a stressful situation. And so in that case, you at least shouldn't be out any money. And so I have reached out to TPT on a few occasions to ask them to offer the buyer a refund and you can do that. You just contact support and there's a little form that you can fill out and it's really simple. Just give them the order ID number and they will reach out to the buyer on your behalf. 
Now let's talk about critical or unjustified negative feedback. How do you deal with those things? Well, the first thing that I want to caution you against is taking every single negative feedback or unfair criticism personally. And that's really easy to do. And I feel like this is even easier when you first start on TPT where you feel like every single piece of feedback is critical to your success on TPT. Well, I can tell you from personal experience that most of the time, buyers don't read reviews. And when they do read reviews and they see a negative feedback, if you've responded to that negative feedback, then they are going to read that too. And if you have fixed the problem or you've addressed the problem that that person had with your resource, then that will really fix it in the buyer's mind. I have had resources come back from one-star ratings and still be selling with a one-star rating rating, believe it or not. And so negative feedback is not going to be detrimental to your product or your store's success, even if it kind of feels that way. The second thing that we don't want to do is we don't want to feel like we have to offer every change that a buyer wants. So just because a buyer wants an editable version doesn't mean we have to create the editable version for them. Just because a buyer doesn't like the way something is laid out doesn't mean that we have to change that for them. And so sometimes what we have to do is we have to just say, okay, Has anybody else said this about my product? Have I heard this same feedback from anyone else? If the answer is no, then you might want to table it, okay? Now, if your product is brand new and you are brand new to TPT and you're not sure if that feedback is justifiable or not, then sometimes you can ask inside of a Facebook group and you can say, hey, can you guys go take a look at this product and let me know if you think that this is a fair criticism or not, okay? Do you think I'm overpriced? Do you think I should be offering an editable version? Do you think my product description accurately describes what my resource is offering? Okay, and so you can ask for that inside of different Facebook groups and get some feedback if you're brand new and you're not sure. But for the most part, if you're just getting one random negative review about something they didn't like about your product, I would set it off to the side and I wouldn't think about it again unless somebody else tells you the same thing. And once you start to see a pattern with negative feedback or with people um, expecting that something was going to be included in your product when it wasn't, or when it seems like buyers were really confused about what it was that they were purchasing, then that's when you really want to take a look and address the situation. Do I need to take a look at my previews and my product description to make sure that I am giving the buyer a clear idea of what it is that my product has to offer. And I might even want to think about what other resources that are similar to mine on the market are offering as well. I might want to conduct some market research as well. Because if all the other resources on the market that are similar to mine have editable versions included or include lesson plans or have certain features, but mine doesn't, the buyers just might assume, for example, that every set of task cards on the market comes with editable versions because all the mainstream sellers in your niche include editable versions. And so we want to make sure that if we start to see a trend in negative feedback, that we're stepping back and we're taking an honest look at our product, how it compares to other resources on the market, and see if there is a legitimate need there that needs to be met. And if we can fix that for our buyers then not only is that going to make them happier, but it should result in more sales for us because our buyer feedback is going to be much more positive. 
So let's recap that real quick before we move into the next section. If you are receiving valid criticisms on your resource, meaning that there's something missing or there's an error on your part, then you want to correct that as quickly as you can and then not just make it right, but make it better. So making it better could be reaching out to the buyer and offering them a free resource, or it could be reaching out to TPT on their behalf and offering them a refund. If on the other hand, the criticism is a little unfair or a little uncalled for, then we don't want to worry about it until we start to see a pattern. Sometimes we just have to remind ourselves that there are people out there who will just never be happy with a product that they purchase no matter what. And so you could give them everything under the sun and they would still find a reason to not like it. Other times people just walk in with unrealistic expectations for what your product is going to be and that's not on you and it's not on your product. The only time we want to start to really worry about it is if we are seeing a pattern where buyers are complaining about the same thing. So let's move into the next part, and that is buyer requests, unrealistic buyer requests. Now, when it comes to buyer requests in the beginning, you might handle them differently than you will as your store grows. So let's say that I'm brand new to TPT, but I have someone who has found me and they are a true fan. They start buying every resource that I create. Well, absolutely. If they reach out to me and they say, hey, Lauren, I would love if you would make one of these resources over this topic. Sure. And I'm going to say yes to that for two reasons. The first reason is I have a loyal fan. And that person is really important to me when I first start my TPT store. And I want to make her happy and support her or him for supporting me. The second reason is that if they're asking and requesting me to make a product that I know other people will purchase, then I can make more money off of that resource than just the one sale that I'm going to make when he or she purchases that item. Okay. And so in the beginning, I might say yes to certain resource requests, whereas later on, I might have the ability to work on my timeline a little bit more. But let's talk about those buyers who are not very reasonable. These aren't buyers who are just asking like, hey, can you make this type of product? Or hey, can you make that type of product? These are buyers who are asking you to make major changes to your resources or to go in and to do something that's going to take you a considerable amount of time that you don't think is going to make you a considerable amount of money. So again, this is assuming that they're not upset with your product because it advertised something that you don't have. This is just assuming that your product is the way that you advertise it to be and they're asking you to make it something different than what you advertised. You wanna take a couple of things into consideration. First of all, like I mentioned before, is this something that multiple buyers have requests? Is there a pattern in this request? Are other teachers asking for this too? The second thing that you wanna think of, and this is something that I mentioned earlier as well, is do other sellers inside of your niche include this inside of their products too? So is this going to be something where further on down the road, buyers are just going to ex expect that this be a part of my resource? And number three, would this be something that would add enough value to the product that it might bring me repeat customers, that buyers would be so pleased with this addition that it would turn them into a lifelong fan of my product and they would want to continue to buy more and to buy from me only because it would make my product more valuable. So we want to think about those things and we want to temper that with where does that fit into my long-term and short-term goals for my TPT business. 
is saying yes to this one customer and granting them this request, is it going to keep me from doing things that are going to have a greater impact inside of my business? Is it going to keep me from doing things that are actually going to help me make more money by stopping what I'm doing and helping this buyer out with this custom request? So let's just break this down into some simple business principles for you. Number one, if it's your mistake, don't just make it right, make it better. Number two, don't stress about negative feedback unless you start to see a pattern in that negative feedback, and then that's going to be something that you're going to want to look into and address within your resources. Number three, don't feel pressured to say yes to buyer requests if it's going to set you back in your current goals for your TPT business or if it isn't going to bring you more revenue or more customers, okay? All right, if you wanna learn more and grow more with me, then you need to join Rebranded Teacher Academy because it is officially open for enrollment and I am so, so excited. Come join over 100 TPT sellers who are using Rebranded Teacher Academy to get done for you business strategies delivered to them every single month and get access to my ever-growing course and content catalog. You can get access to Selling 101, which is my course for brand new TPT sellers, or Strategic Growth, which is for more seasoned TPT sellers that teaches you how to strategically grow your business without stress and overwhelm. You also get access to all of my other mini courses, my quick start library, and you get those done for you monthly business strategies and goals in the form of a fun challenge. We do prizes and all of that wonderful stuff. Come join Rebranded Teacher Academy and be a part of something amazing and help you meet your business goals. All right, I'm going to see you right back here next week. If you want to learn more and grow more with me, then you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. Rebranded Teacher Academy is a low-cost monthly membership that gives you access to my entire course and content catalog from courses for brand new TPT sellers like Selling 101 to more advanced sellers inside of Strategic Growth, Ditch the Overwhelm, a quick start library where you can pick any topic that you would like to learn more about, watch a short video, and then immediately implement what you learned with a corresponding workbook. But what RTA members tend to love most are the monthly challenge and strategy sessions where every single month I give you step-by-step -step strategies that you can implement inside of your business in the form of a fun monthly challenge that helps you move your business forward every single month. If you want to learn more about Rebranded Teacher Academy and how you can become a member, you can find more about that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you would share about it on social media and help other TPT sellers find it too. I'll see you right here next week.